At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. It's Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595. 953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. In the past hour or so, Indiana Michigan Power has restored power to a thousand customers. There are still 20,573 customers without power. Now, this is a result of that tree falling on multiple power lines off of Grape Road. Uh, This actually took the power down here. The estimated time for restoration was four to five hours earlier. Um, Some of the photos, including the ones that I posted on Facebook at facebook.com slash Casey, the host, was they weren't the best photos. Those were provided by the Mishawaka police and fire departments. And I know that others have gotten closer and sent out some better photos because the ones that you see that are the official photos It doesn't look that bad, uh, but it is. The tree came over and took down several power lines. Uh, Some of the power poles were also pulled, so those poles now have to be either taken down or propped up and reinforced. So there's a a lot of work that has to be done. The power at the Federated Media Studios here just got restored maybe 40 minutes ago. And now the studios were always, because we're on generators, because we always have to broadcast, the studios were in good shape, but I wasn't going to do the live stream because we had slower than normal internet. But now that the power is back up, we are doing the live stream. We're on YouTube.com slash Casey the Host and Twitch.tv slash Casey the Host if you'd like to watch the live stream. So people are still affected by this. We'll continue to keep you updated. But right now, again, 20,573 customers is the official total on the INM outage map that you can go check that out Um, but they are working on it it's just going to take some time so i know some people don't understand what's going on they're kind of driving through the area and sending us messages going why are none of the lights working what's happening and that's because that tree came down on multiple power lines so it's taken some time to get that going it's it's ugly anytime you have a tree coming down on those lines obviously you've got to cut the power you've got to route them you got to stabilize the poles and uh, it's a it's a whole mess, so it's going to take some time to get that back up and running, but it will be up and running today. Uh, so it was about four to five hour fix, and that was about two hours ago. So we are, because it was about one o'clock that I got into the studio and everything was off, and and uh, we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do with the rest of the day. So 574-25-95-953, that is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. And please put MNC at the beginning of that message. There is a ton of local news today. And there's a ton of national news tied to a local guy that we will get to today. But first, I wanted to start off with the trial. Did not take very long, ladies and gentlemen. The trial of the woman who hit those kids and killed them at the bus stop. 
Um, it is, uh, it, she's found guilty. I mean, this is like one of the quickest trials I think I've seen in a long time. Uh, she was found guilty. And uh, again, the woman behind the wheel, when three children were hit, sorry, I'm dealing with pop-up ads here. <clears throat> Uh, when uh, three children were hit and killed at their bus stop in Rochester has been found guilty. Alyssa Shepard, 24 years old, was found guilty of three felony counts of reckless homicide, a count of criminal recklessness, and passing a school bus causing injury. She faces more than 20 years in prison. Sentencing is set for December 18th. Okay. Uh, Levia Stahl, nine, and her six-year-old twin brothers, Xavier and Mason Ingle, were hit and killed as they were getting on their school bus. In October of 2018, fourth child was also injured. The family of the three victims pushed hard for a bill that increases penalties for drivers who disregard flashing red lights and stop arms on school buses. That, of course, became state law in July. Uh, Residents can now face up to a year in jail and up to a $5,000 fine for passing a school bus with a stop arm out. Okay. Um, now again, she tried to say that she didn't realize it was a school bus and, you know, that led to a a whole host of speculation early on. And of course the trial happened, happened very, very quickly. She'd been found guilty. Sentencing again in, is in December. She faces up to 20 years. We don't know if she's actually going to get that. Uh, she is very remorseful and I have no, no doubt that that is genuine. Um, but still, you know, again, we're at a point where these are pretty basic rules, and they are the rules that they are for a reason, and we have to now, uh, we have to now hold people accountable for that. Uh, it's the same thing, in my opinion, anyway. It's the same thing when you have people who leave kids in hot cars uh, every single year. It seems like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry you left your kid in your car and your kid died, but you know, slap on the wrist and and we move on. I I really am so against that. We have to make those penalties very rigid and very stern. Otherwise, people are going to continue to do it. So um, we'll obviously continue to cover this, but in a couple of months. We'll have the sentencing, and then we'll be able to weigh in on whether or not we felt it was a fair sentence or not. In the meantime, Indiana is also looking at a new fine for drivers. Okay, but this is a little bit different. This involves smoking in your own car. Now, there's a couple of things with this. This has been a battle, I think, for most of my radio career. As the anti-smoking movement has continued... Um, to go forward. The law is forced to intervene when parents fail to realize the harm they are causing to their children. This is truththeory.com, whatever they are. This is one of those acts that perhaps benefits the doer, but has an effect on the surroundings, which can be either good or bad. Smoking falls in the latter category. The danger of secondhand smoke was not considered a threat for decades until the evidence started uh, wafting in. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Mayuk Saha over at Truth Theory, which is an anti-smoking advocacy group. Um, What they are not telling you is that the wide breadth of research for secondhand smoke disproved the correlation with secondhand smoke and lung disease or lung cancer. There is no evidence. If you look at the, there's two studies. They're the largest in the world. They were done. They found no difference in the sample size and the control group, uh, none whatsoever in, in rates of lung disease and, and, um, and lung cancer. So there is no correlation that has been established, none, uh, between secondhand smoke and lung cancer. But obviously for many, many years, for a long time it was denied, and for many years that's what everybody said secondhand smoke did. 
Um, so now, with that said, obviously being in a car uh, with somebody puffing away on you if you're a kid is not the healthiest thing in the world for you. What we do know is that secondhand smoke and stunt growth and hinder development somewhat, okay? Uh, whether or not it's going to give you lung cancer, again, the research does not have a correlation there, but we do know it does have a negative health effect. So different states have laws that prohibit you from smoking in a vehicle with a child under the age of six years old. Now, of course, this comes into a couple of different things. One, um, we are talking about something where secondhand smoke is not tied to cancer, but is tied to health effects. So it's not healthy for a kid, no doubt about that. But it's also your personal property. So why is it that the government can come in and tell you what to do with a legal activity in your personal property simply because a kid is around? Um, And then why is that different from, say, a studio apartment, right? Obviously, a car is more confined space. I understand that. But the car has typically got air conditioning or vents and things of that nature, whereas a home doesn't have the venting that an automobile has. It's certainly more more sealed up. But it is interesting to see that this is uh, being pushed. Uh, Let's see. The latest to join the list is Indiana. The bill has been proposed by state senators Eddie Melton and Jim Merritt. The senators have brought in legislation that will make it expensive to be caught smoking in a vehicle with children around. The fine will be $1,000 for first-time offenders. It will increase by 10 times for the third offense in the same year. Senator Jim Merritt admits that enforcement will be a bit stiff, but it will help to raise awareness that secondhand smoking poses. And again, largest two largest research studies on this in the entire world failed to find a correlation with cancer. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because people automatically go to cancer, okay? There is a negative health effect on kids with secondhand smoke. I'm not denying that. There just is no proof that secondhand smoke causes cancer. None. Um, And isn't it interesting that after secondhand smoke and things like that started withering away in our society that rates of lung disease did not decline? So we have lung cancer rates and lung disease rates that are... um, have remained undeclined in spite of the immense reduction in smoking and secondhand smoke in our society. And then what did we have come along later? A new boogeyman, radon. Radon, all of a sudden. Radon's been around us all this time, but we had no idea it existed, and it causes lung cancer. Oh. And it's where? Oh, it's in your house. Interesting. So was it the radon that was giving people cancer and lung disease, or was it the secondhand smoke? And that's the answer that we, we don't have. So anyway, um, there is a bill with Senator Eddie Melton and Jim Merritt that would fine people $1,000 for the first offense, and that will increase 10 times for the third offense in the same year. That's interesting because it's a legal activity inside of your personal property that they are seeking to limit. That's going to be tough. Uh, Other states have done it, but it's still going to be tough. Uh, because Indiana actually has a somewhat reasonable state Supreme Court. you got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon.
afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Um, So, you know, it's interesting. I just, for giggles, because it's been, you know, several weeks since I've looked at the chart. I went ahead and I looked at the annual um, rate, not cases, annual rate of uh, new lung cancers and lung disease. And it's slightly going down. It's, it's kind of even, but slightly going down. But if you look at the rate of smoking decline, it's it's this really steep graph. So they don't they don't keep pace with one another, which seems to suggest that there isn't a correlation. And of course, uh, the government came up with this radon thing. I don't know anything about radon. It's just that I know that the government makes a really big push to tell you that radon gives you lung cancer. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have any research that says that it doesn't. Um, so I'm just I'm inclined to go along with it until I have evidence otherwise. But it is interesting that once they weren't noticing um, a, a correlation with secondhand smoke and the research started coming out, proving the EPA study wrong and looking at all of the other research uh, papers that were out there, including the largest one ever done in the world. Um, finding that there's no correlation. All of a sudden, radon showed up uh, as as an example of something that causes lung cancer that we didn't know about before, but now we do. So it was interesting uh, to see that kind of play out. Jeffrey, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Casey, I have a very quick question. Okay. Do you have Do you have any idea the people that have gotten sick or dying from vaping? Do we know what they're vaping? And what I'm trying to say is, you can buy vape liquid, but no one has said that uh, this liquid or this is bad, but are they vaping something else they shouldn't? I, I don't understand this. Yeah, you know, what's no, going no, on? no. I don't know. I guess you, somehow you missed it. We've been covering this pretty extensively, and and for some reason, only the Australian media seems to be covering this extensively. American media is not. Everybody that has had a positive correlation with what has made them sick was smoking illegal black market. Uh, THC products that were oh, improperly yeah. cut with a, a, an additive called vitamin E acetate, which when it gets in your lungs, it's an oil. Okay, you're supposed to cut this with an oil. Now, if you do it right, it's not really a risk. The problem is you got a bunch of street chemists trying to do this thing and they don't know what they're doing. So it's like an oil. So I want you to think of the oil that you cook with, right? When it gets real hot, it's all thin and everything's fine. And then when it cools off, it turns white and gummy, right? That's what's happening right. to their lungs. It's not, and there has been zero cases of this, even though there's a new lawsuit against Juul um, from the parents of a kid who died, who admitted, by the way, that he was using uh, THC products. They're just blaming Juul for this. But none of the cases that have been found have been tied to an over-the-counter legal product. None. Um, unless you're talking about the device that you vape with being modified to accept these THC cartridges, which a lot of kids do with Juul. Um, but Juul itself has not made anybody sick. Now, even the CDC has said over 90% of these cases, they can tie to, to, they can tie to the illegal THC. The other cases, they can't tie to anything, but they have not tied them to any over-the-counter. So what you have is you got a bunch of teenagers who don't want to tell mom and dad that they've been smoking dope illegally, and that's why they're sick. And so now what's happening is they're, you know, these parents are filing lawsuits and things like that, trying to blame the vaping companies. But no case has been tied to the legal over-the-counter products that you can buy. They're all connected 
to the illegal black market THC products that have this excessive amount of vitamin E acetate. I, I, I thank you for uh, clearing this up for me. Um, I drive a truck. I've got a GPS with a, a dash cam. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is when you come on, the GPS recognizes your voice and goes to voice mode. And I have no idea why it's only you. That's interesting. You know, you're the only one on the radio that it goes to voicemail. And then I have to say, uh, uh, map, please. And then it goes back to the map. That is interesting. You know, I considered because uh, for a time there was one of the GPS companies was letting you record um, all of the GPS commands. And then you could upload the file and then anybody could download it and upload it. I considered doing that once with my voice and then not letting anybody turn left (laughs) and only having people turn right. So you'd have to go three rights to make a left, you know? Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Yeah. It's it's so funny because I'll be going down the road, looking at the GPS directions. The truck is loud. I can't hardly hear you at all. Uh And all of a sudden it goes voice mode (laughs) after you said something. And then I had to say view map. And, of course, it listens to me, but your voice, for whatever reason, overcomes my garment. It's just it's hysterical. That's Anyways, interesting. Thank you, for the, thank you for clearing me up on this, because w- I've been very curious about yeah. this. What What is going on, and uh, what is it they're smoking that is causing these people to get sick? Well, and look, if you're a parent, you know, I get being scared about this. A lot of people don't know anything about vaping, right? Most Most people right. don't vape. It doesn't affect their life, so they're okay with re- restricting it or banning it or what have you because it doesn't it doesn't affect them. What they're ignoring is they're ignoring the millions of people whose lives have been saved as a result of it. That's the problem, right, and, right. and those people are now being forced back into either patches and gums, which of course benefit big pharma. Now, there's two groups that are really battling vaping: government who loses tax revenue when you don't smoke. And big pharmaceuticals and big tobacco. Oh, so three, sorry, not two, three. Um, and because big pharma, again, Indiana give, gets money or gives money to big pharma to push their, their smoking cessation program, which is all patches and gum. Uh, so Indiana's government is actually in direct competition with vaping, which is why Indiana has been so unfriendly to vaping over the years. Now Michigan is in on that. Um, we know that a lot of the people who push anti-vaping legislation tend to come from tobacco-producing states. So there's a there's a lobby there. And even though big tobacco companies are making vaping devices, they have competition, whereas with tobacco, they don't have competition. So if you kill the competition now and then you solidify, you know, somewhat of a monopoly in the future and then vaping comes back. See, this is this is a, a little bit that that has to be mentioned out there is there's now vaporless or plumeless vaping devices. And they're not they're not commonplace. But one of the things that people would do is people, even though people were vaping inside, they go, well, that's smoke. It's not smoke, and it's not going to hurt you. So now they started developing devices where you don't have any of that vapor that looks like smoke at all. So you won't be able to tell that somebody's even doing it unless you're being nosy and looking at them. And so as the technology advances, there's going to be ways for people to go ahead and hide their vaping and things like that because we're treating, treating those people like lepers, but... Um, yeah, this is it, it's it's purely the, the illegal THC black market stuff is nothing has been tied to any of the legal over the counter products. Nothing. You know, it's just like if someone goes to a bathtub and clean the shower with bleach and ammonia, I think I'm correct. Yeah, it will knock you the 
flip out. Oh, yeah, there's you can create, basic yeah. Basic chemistry. Yeah, basic chemistry. You can create uh, mustard gas. You can create all sorts of stuff, chlorine gas, things like that in your house that can be very dangerous. Absolutely, 100%. If you don't know what you're doing, you can mess up real bad. Totally. Anyway, thank right. you for clearing it up for me. I appreciate it very much. Thank M- you, sir. My pleasure. Be safe out there, okay? All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, you get 50% off your range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net. And uh, let's see, what do we have here? Somebody sent me a text and added, added, asked me to update everybody on the Osceola Dragway. I've been following this uh, more as a personal sort of um, sort of a thing because I love the Osceola Dragway. But uh, there was a proposal to allow them to expand. They've been trying to expand and include some some new things. And there are some people who don't like the Osceola Dragway because they hate things that go fast and make pretty noises. And mostly the people who don't like the Osceola Dragway are people who are not very fun to hang out with and you really don't want to be their friend. You you want to divorce them, uh, maybe disown them as your parents or your children because they're just awful, horrible people in general. The Elkhart County Commissioners are weighing a request to rezone the property for a future expansion. This has been a major controversy for residents in that area. Like I said, nobody you actually care about, though. Some have said that the expansion will cause major problems for people that live around the dragway. But supporters say that the upgrades will boost its appeal and economic impact. The dragway expansion plan just doesn't fit in the middle of a residential area, said Lyle Fizzle. Well, too bad they were there first. <laughs> this is Here's the thing. Most of the people in that area came after the dragway. Okay? You, we had this problem in Las Vegas. So we have a pig farm in Vegas. It's famous, actually. It's been on TV many times. So when the the casino buffets have food left over, they pack it all up and it gets shipped out to the pig farm where the pigs eat it. Okay, So the pigs provide a community service by consuming all of the waste. And then, of course, it's a pig farm, so you get uh, juicy, luscious bacon and stuff like that uh, out out of the back end of the thing. So it's a really great symbiotic relationship. Well, this pig farm, um, I don't know if you ever smelt a pig farm. Pig farms are horrendously smelly and awful. Okay, They stink to high heaven. This pig farm's out in the middle of nowhere. Guess where you get cheap real estate? Out in the middle of nowhere next to a pig farm. So a bunch of people moved to Las Vegas who can't afford a $500,000 house. There was a period of time where Las Vegas, again, was the fastest growing city for, I don't know, 20 years in a row. It got to the point where locals could not afford real estate. Okay, The average local could not buy a house in Las Vegas. So what was happening is people in Seattle and people in Los Angeles were selling their homes there and then coming to Las Vegas and buying two or three, and they instantly become became real estate moguls, right? Which further drove up the price until the economic uh, crash happened. So you had the, the people who were coming there who wanted to buy real estate, wanted to own property. They were going out in where the pig farm was because they could get it cheap and you could actually afford a house because you couldn't afford a house anywhere else. So they went out by the pig farm, and they bought the land. They built the houses that were out there. These developers did it. You know, people buy these houses because, like, holy smokes, I can get a nice house relatively cheap. Yeah, it's a bit of a commute, but whatever. You know, I get a house. And then they realized that the uh, the pig farm stinks. So then what did they try to do? They tried to shut the pig farm down. 
they all got together and tried to shut the pig farm down. There's probably still an annual battle that happens there, but they're consistently trying to shut the pig farm down because they don't like the smell of the pig farm. Okay? Shouldn't have bought a damn house next to the pig farm. Same statement goes to everybody out there in the Osceola Dragway who came after the Osceola Dragway. Screw you. Because we don't like the loud noise. Okay, you're dumb for buying a house next to a drag strip. That's your fault, okay? Your fault. Now, if this if there are people out there predate the Osceola Dragway, I am not talking about them. But if you look at most of the homes around there, there's a lot of brand new houses out there, or newish houses that came after the dragway. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Faisal has lived in the neighborhood across the street from the dragway for the past 12 years and has been outspoken about his opposition to the rezoning. One of his major concerns is the noise, which he says he is tolerated, but worries that it could be even louder after the expansion. Yep. If all goes well, it will be. That's, that's the point. That's the goal. Uh, so anyway, the dragway is asking to change the spacing from residential homes from, uh, to 80 feet down from a thousand feet. Uh, once their kids playing in the backyard, 80 feet of a racetrack, uh, they're not out there uh, driving Miss Daisy, said Faisal, who's making a bunch of stupid platitude arguments. And um, Yeah, t- he's only been there 12 years. <laughs> he's only been there 12 years, and he's bitching and moaning about it. Uh, so anyway, it was approved. Okay, it was approved today, 2-1. to one, The commission approved the Osceola Dragway's request, which means... There's going to be some nice expansions coming. I think they said they're going to do a road course and everything out there, too, which is phenomenal because there is a severe lack of road courses in Michiana. Okay, Well, there's a severe lack of all courses in Michiana, but a road course would be really nice, and they have the real estate to do it. Um, and I think that that, that obviously brings a different element. There's a lot of people who are not into the straight line speed. They're into the road speed, and um, this is going to be great. I think they're going to expand some concessions and things like that as well, do some other upgrades and things of that nature. So, Love the Osceola Dragway. Super stoked that the commission approved this two to one. Um, I don't need to look up who voted against it. It's not. It's not a big deal. I don't really care. They're they're foolish. Um, but again, you got people who moved in after the dragway has already been there, complaining about the noise. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. Don't buy a house next to a drag strip. Now, me personally, I would I would love it. Okay, I would absolutely love it. But I like those noises because you know, I'm a man and an adult. Uh, not like this Faisal person. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I keep telling myself I'm going to get crybaby sounds and play them routinely when I run into people like this. Um, so the guy, Lyle Faisal, if somebody sent me a message says, oh, by the way, Lyle is our neighbor. He has a fairly loud 66 Malibu convertible that he drives by our house, and I'm against that, LOL. <laughs> So the guy complaining about how loud the drag strip is has a loud car. That's funny. Anyway, Mike, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi there. Hey, uh, yeah, the Osceola drag strip, I haven't been out there in 30 years, but when we used to go out there, and we had a good time and everything else. Yeah. And I, yeah, I hope they do build a road course. It'd be pretty neat because I know I live out here by the tire rack, and they got a road course. Yeah, and their, their road course is great over there, and I think they just had their last Cars and Coffee event of the season, I believe. And yeah, I, yeah think, I love Tire Rack. They're great people over there. Yeah, and and you know, like you were saying, first come, first serve. You know, uh, like who come first in the neighborhood? Yeah. Well, I live over here, and we have the industrial park 
knocking at our front door all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to go along with it and try to be good neighbors, and hopefully they'll be good neighbors, too. Yeah, I mean, you don't, obviously you don't want, if you move into an area where you're the newcomer, you know, you want to go along and get along, and you'd prefer that they do the same thing, you know, but hey, look, this is their survival. This is, you know, the dragway is dealt with a bunch of garbage with the railroad and uh, the EPA and everything else that wasn't their fault here recently, and you know what? There's demand for what they do. They were established in 1957. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. 1957 is more than 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, so definitely. so Lyle moved in 12 years ago, and he's he's griping and complaining about something that predates him by decades. But my point is he should have known that there's a dragway across the way, and you're going to have that. So, you know, yeah. that's your own fault. And somebody's texting me and says that he has a loud car anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right what well, you know it's uh, it, it it frustrates me because people buy houses and they buy property and they don't do their due diligence and then it's somebody else's fault that they didn't do their due diligence and right. that, it really irritates me with that stuff because uh, well, it, know, it happens what, so commonly what irritates me is you live in a neighborhood for a long time and you get new neighbors that start complaining about you that, right. wait a minute, you're, you're the newcomer. Right. you got to wait your turn. That's it. You, you, you know, you have, we like, where well, we used to live, when I lived with my mom and dad, we had the one neighbor, he was the first one in there. We considered him the mayor, and his son was the city controller. So they, you know, they kind of ran the neighborhood, but, you know, and everybody got along. Yeah, as long as people are reasonable about it. But, yeah, you're right. You get these goody tissues. They move into an area, and they say, I'm going to change everything about it. And, okay, yes, you should have yeah, bought You should have bought somewhere else then. Exactly. And that, and that, to me, hey, if you don't like it, then move. There you go. All right, man, I got to roll. Appreciate the call. All right. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Uh, somebody said, my husband and I dated in the pit of the Osceola drag strip in the 1960s. Again, more than 12 years ago. <laughs> It just, like I said, it, it's the pig farm thing all over again for me. I just, you know, if you don't want to live next to something, that's fine. Don't buy next to it. And if you do buy next to it, you can't, you can't expect anybody to give a rip about what you say about what should happen to that place. You know, it's like when you move in uh, next door to a liquor store and then you're, you're upset that riffraff goes in and out of the liquor store late at night. What did you expect? You know, I used to live next to a convenience store, okay? It's never fun when you live next to a convenience store. It, there's always some bad stuff that happens. Always. But you live next to a convenience store. And I get, guess what? You got that property for a bit cheaper than you would if you were a couple of miles up the road. So you were willing to exchange the savings that you got for some minor inconveniences. That's what you were willing to do. And now all of a sudden, no, we can't have that. God forbid. You moved into a drag strip and it's loud and that people race cars out there and stuff. God forbid. There's lots of people around, too. Anyway, you got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.